He's Christian. He's Jimmer. And we're back. For another episode of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. A bag of delicious ripples brought home from Iowa. Ames, Iowa. Ames. I think they're made by, uh, yeah, Old Dutch Food, St. Paul, Minnesota. These guys know how to um, how to chip. They had a, a couple of, this is their Appetizers on the Go series. They had Korean barbecue. That was like a Korean barbecue street sandwich. And then oh, barbecue pulled pork wrap. Can't remember. The, th- the third one had a jalapeno. Jalapeno popper. Uh, something like that. Well, that sounds but lovely too. this one looked the best. So here we are. Barbecue pulled pork wrap. But before we talk about that, we're going to discuss club foot and kind of what that looks like. Like what it looks like? Or well, as you age, what happens What happens is you age with, with club foot, I suppose, yeah. more so. Uh, so club foot is affects about 1 in 1,000 births, making it the most common foot deformity huh. in, uh, in birth in or birth. birth-related. Uh, it presents as a foot that is turned inward or even, in some cases, upside down. Yeah. That's pretty significant. Well, anyone who's, who's uh, ever tried to dress a baby mm-hmm. knows that. They're made of jello. Yeah. Yeah. Gummy. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. You put their leg in and then the knee comes out first, the foot somewhere by their butt still. The head's through the armhole, you know. They've got a big turtleneck on. So weird. It is impressive. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of flexibility. The, but this is not a normal flexibility problem, right? No, this is this is a this is a structural issue. It's it's related to short tendons. So uh, basically what you'll see is an Achilles that's a little short as well as probably some of the uh, foot internal Inver- rotators. Inverters. inverters. Yeah. And they'll be short. Uh, there's there's no pain associated with this, so the child is not affected from a comfort standpoint. But usually you'll, this will this will be seen either through the ultrasound or any uh, kind of pre actual birth assessments, or it begins shortly after birth, which is kind of interesting hmm. as well. So, so, so during birth, the foot's okay, and then it slowly it turns. Okay. Yeah. Similar, I guess, like torticollis, you can see that a little bit mm-hmm. after birth sort of stuff, just positional yep. preferences, those yep. sort of things. Torticollis, for those uh, watching at home, it's, it's a, uh, a neck spasm that happens in, uh, in, in babies and in, in young children where their head is kind of stuck. Um, for whatever reason, but so they have a bad spasm and they uh, refuse to turn one way because yep. it's uncomfortable. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this seems to have a little bit of family history to it. So if it if it prevents pre- prevents presents somewhere in your family history, you have a higher likelihood. But that's all relatively speculative, I suppose. The science is not one hundred percent committed to this. Uh, the other thing you'll see is that with the foot that's turned inward, you may also see a deep crease along the bottom of the foot. Because it's because it's fully plantar flexed. Yep. Even at the midfoot. Yeah. So as as somebody ages with this, usually the side that it affects this can happen both bilaterally or just just on one side. There's usually a shorter leg. Um, you'll see atrophy of the lower leg muscles. Uh, you may end up with a shoe size that's one to one and a half sizes smaller on the affected side. And you also uh, end up a little bit quicker to fatigue because it takes more energy to compensate than it does to not compensate. Uh, we classify clubfoot into two groups. Isolated, which means there's no other medical issues present, or 
get this, non-isolated, right. which means there's other medical issues going on. Somebody went to work on that distinction. Uh, typically, those other issues are going to be uh, spina bifida or cerebral palsy are the most common um, ones to see clubfoot associated with. In terms of treatment, there, there are several options out there. The, the most common kind of in the world as well as here in the States is something called the poinsettia method, uh, which is where there's essentially gentle stretching and then casting to slowly but surely correct the deformity. This can happen uh, as, as early as just a few weeks old. Most of the time, improvement can take between six and eight weeks. So it's actually really quite quick. Yeah. Well, again, kids are pretty malleable when they're younger, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want any of the bone formation to start with uh, no. with that, that shortening or compression. You want to get them right into the, the positions that, you, that are more functional, so to speak. This process is repeated basically every uh, three to six days that will re-stretch and then recast. So this is a pretty intensive uh, family activity. Mom and dad need to come in, bring the, bring the child in kind of every week for this process to take place. The other thing you'll see is an Achilles tenotonomy, which is a fun, uh, fun word. Tenotomy or tenotonomy? T-E-N-O-T-O-M-Y. Hmm. Yeah. Approximately 90% of babies will have a minor procedure to release tightness in the Achilles tendon. They do a Z-plasty or? It's basically just a, they use a, just a kind of a small thing. They cut the, a, a small bit of the ligament to allow it to stretch a little further. Okay. Usually there's, a, there's no stitches or anything even involved. Okay. So it's really just kind of a loosening after that. After the cutting, then they'll usually apply a new cast again at that point, and then it usually takes about three weeks to heal from that. That's kind of a joy having a tiny little baby with a cast on. Just for yeah, yeah. That's why this is a hugely family. Uh, it's hard enough to get them dressed without the cast. Yeah. Plus, you've got a baby with a cast, which means they're just slogging around casts everywhere. Yeah. You're gonna have to get used to getting hit by cast a lot. Usually by the time the cast is removed, the Achilles tendon has regrown to kind of its typical size. It's now lengthened, and usually the club foot will have been greatly improved, if not fully resolved. There's also a lot of bracing that occurs uh, in these children, unfortunately. So once the, the feet are in a more proper position, they will go to something called a boots and bar technique, yeah. which is essentially where the feet are kept in the appropriate position with a bar between the two and the child will stay in this for months usually which isn't uh, doesn't sound great either which isn't but, the funnest activity but all of this is better than the alternative yeah much better than the alternative there are some some pretty terrible photos uh, on the internet essentially of, of kids whose feet are turned inward so far they're walking on the bottom of their tibia and that's uh, yeah you know and they're now 10 or 15 and the reconstruction or process of getting the foot to actually be a functional entity at that point is not ideal. No, no, considerably no. harder. Yeah. The other kind of common method that you'll see out there is something called the French method. The French method is a daily technique where the baby's foot will be stretched and manipulated and then taped to maintain that position. And then once it is taped, it will also be splinted. So. Typically with something like this, the parent will be 
involved on a daily basis. Uh, you may go see a PT three times a week. Typically, there's also eventually that Achilles tenotonomy as well. And this will usually take someone in the neighborhood of two to three years of a three-time-a-week visit to the PT. Hmm. So it's pretty intensive. There's obviously less rigid casting involved. And so uh, long-term, I don't know what the difference is look like from a first-hand experience at all. Uh, of course, as the child ages, the plasticity of the body reduces a little bit, and so more surgical intervention is common if issues begin to pop up further down the road. Yeah, well, like Christian said earlier, if this is uh, in conjunction with spina bifida or CP, then obviously there are other issues that are not as easily resolved as just an isolated Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had the, the pleasure of working with, with some young individuals with clubfoot, athletic individuals, uh, football players, soccer players, all that sort of stuff. In most cases, they are they have no pain whatsoever. Uh, rigidity in the foot, particularly with, with dorsiflexion, is the biggest issue that I've come to, to, to see most of the time. And, um, you know, really at that point we work a lot on single leg use because they tend to, to disuse that side a little bit more. So certainly you see atrophy on that side. And that really affects things like balance because in a lot of cases they will be more forefoot walkers to try to make up for that shortness in the foot as well as that lack of dorsiflexion so they don't have a, the ability to kind of get through on that side very well. Yeah, I wonder if there's ever been a study done to see whether or not there's any kind of neurological involvement, like if there's any kind of exaggerated tone in, in, the, uh, in the calf muscle that causes the Achilles to... I mean, you <laughs> certainly see more tone in that calf muscle. It's, yep. it's definitely a chicken-egg situation. Right. I mean, if you walk on your toes all day, you're going to have tight calf. Yeah. And, and watch 10, 12, 15, whatever, those those movement patterns are pretty ingrained. So yeah. it certainly behooves you to be aggressive early and kind of it's, deal with the inconvenience it, of it It's all. one of those things that pays off early, yeah, significantly, you know, just like with regular toe walkers. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it has no effect on, on lifespan. It certainly can reduce performance, but from a sports standpoint, but other than that, I mean, you know, you may see more long-term orthopedic issues way down the road, but I actually haven't worked with anybody probably older than teenage years with, with a club. Yeah, I've, I've worked with a couple of older individuals that had different approaches when they were young. Usually it was just the uh, the, the shoe and bar method, you know, which, which creates some foot issues that later in the later on in life could become problematic. You know, um, my good friend Paul Hendrickson, who's a, a um, orthotist and prosthetist, calls them hobbit feet, which means hobbit, hobbit feet have lost most structure. It's just one big flat mm. appendage at the end of your ankle. Uh, and so that happens. Yeah, that makes it tough. Yeah. Because yeah. the feet obviously have a quarter of all the bones in your body. And so well, they a lot of distribute a lot, yeah, a lot of weight distribution, uh -huh. a lot of stability, a lot of balance. So they are pretty important for us as as upright critters. Absolutely, absolutely. But really, nothing overall, nothing to worry about. It's certainly, something that's that's correctable, and then it's something to to just kind of be vigilant about. Yeah, just continue to monitor things. it. And uh, you know, this is one of those those cases when you know kids will complain about their shoes being uncomfortable, and and you know if, if kids 
they, they go through this clumsy phase. But if your child has had clubfoot issues at a younger age, it's something to just be a little bit more aware of, I would say, so that you can nip any uh, any uh, problems in the bud. Bud, but. 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 Or bud. Bud. Nip them in the bud. No, I think that's, yeah. I think, isn't that a, a terminology from gardening? The bud? Yeah, the bud, the bud. Bud nipping. Yeah. Could yeah. you do that too? Nip it in the bud. I like it. I think it works. I, I like nipping it in the butt too. Trivia that's time! Important. Trivia time! Last week's question, what is Oklahoma's state vegetable? Yeah. Way to go, Oklahoma. Oklahoma has decided to recognize the watermelon as the state vegetable. Why didn't they just make it the state fruit? Maybe they already had a state fruit. That they liked? I don't even like know what, what that could be. They probably, this is probably Oklahoma, right? They made the turnip the state fruit. That'd be awesome. Had another special session, yeah. voted on that. Yeah. Turnip is a fruit. So in uh, 2007, Oklahoma decided to make the watermelon their state vegetable. Not, not ah, like, doesn't make any sense. Not like they didn't know any better already. No correct guesses this week. I do give full credit to Grant for going corn. Yes. And uh, yeah. Natasha, unfortunately, doesn't know, which I was pretty N- Natasha, that is extremely disappointing, considering you, uh, you've lived there for three years now. You should know better. I mean, we're still proud of you, but... Well, yeah, for all the other things that you've done, but not very proud for this particular... This low, lack of low, knowledge. Low about, point about in your, your adop- trivia your guessing. Home state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't impressive. This week's question... Where is the deepest hot spring in the world? Ooh, and there's a lot of hot springs in the world. Do you think Iceland? Do you think Japan? Like, yeah. where, where do you go with yeah. this? South Africa. Ooh, I don't know if they have hot springs. They just... It sounds like they could. Yeah. A lot of volcanic activity. Right. Yeah. Hey, be, hey before we go uh, on to, uh, to chips, mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout-out to... Uh, is it, It's like, what, National Women's History Month? Week? I believe that's correct. Something like that. So. Yeah. So along those lines, shout out to the Hope College Division Three women's basketball team. These girls last night won the MIAA conference tournament for the second consecutive year. Congratulations. They are now 45-0 and 0 over the last two years. And they've been screwed out of the NCAA tournament for the last two years, courtesy of COVID. Mm. Um, so amazing feat, an incredible group of young women. Absolutely. 45-0. ESPN was pointing out that Gonzaga was the only unbeaten team in the country. Way to go. Way to be male, misogynistic, sexist ESPN. Unbelievable. How about you do a little bit more research and check on these women? Wow. Fantastic women. Congratulations. And uh, maybe next year. Sorry. That was my little um, blurb. Chip time. Cool. These are going to be good. Did you so smell we've got already? the ripples. Appetizer on the go by Old Dutch, the barbecued pulled pork wrap. Compliments of Jimmer from Iowa. I'm definitely getting um when you stick your nose deep enough in there. Yeah. Some some barbecue. I don't know about barbecue pork, but chip tear ratio was a uh, was a little low. They're kind of <laughs> packed in the bottom, but these were these were traveled obviously from Iowa, so yeah. We'll in, call it a 36.2 percent in my backpack, so I had to de-air them. Yep. Put them in a plastic sack and then uh, a little crumpling. Luckily, well, that's how it goes. Luckily, in Ames, you don't have to take any food out of your um, your bag, out of your backpack, in at the TSA. Nothing, nothing comes out of your backpack. Well, that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's good to know. Well, down the hatch here. Here we go. Definite barbecue. I mean, it's a ripple chip, as the name would imply. A little bit of smoke. I mean, you kind of get that, like vinegary. It's 
Yeah. It's a pretty light pork flavor. I'd say it's more barbecue saucy. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm getting good barbecue. I get a little hint of, um, I think it's more smoke that I get. More smoke? Than actual pork, which, you know, that would be... Uh, I mean, you get some sweetness, you get some vinegar, you definitely get a little tang in there. Brown sugar. Is there molasses paprika. in this? Paprika. Yep. Fancy molasses, not just regular ah. molasses. They went all out. It's it's a great flavor. I like it. I don't know if it's little, pork, little, though. little onion in there as well? Sure, hope not. Yeah. You stack a couple together, you get some... Uh, oh, there's tomato in there. Oh, onion powder, garlic powder, caramel color spices. Paprika, of course, paprika. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying them. No, they're good. The The chip is is just fair. I'm not going to give it a... It's not it's not a, it's not blowing me away, but it's, it's, a, but it's not it's not bad. No, no, I'm going. Um, you know, as far as far as flavor, it's unique. It's it's not it's unfortunately not when we've had this before, right? When people try to mimic a flavor and like the like the chicken and waffles, and we've had some mm -hmm. other examples. It can be a good chip, but if it doesn't match what they're going for, you, you can't reward that I think so I'm going I'm going with the one thumb even though they're enjoyable I mean a one thumb would indicate enjoyable yeah. I'm also gonna go one thumb I, I mean I think it's definitely hard to recreate pork without using pork yeah know, but we've had it with bacon pork. right the bacon yeah. chips where um, the maple bacon for instance yeah. or something. yeah you know if you use yeah. smoke and you use kind of a barbecue flavoring you can yeah. kind of hint at it but the only way to get bacon flavoring is to put bacon in it. I think. Yeah. No, pretty good. They're good. There's not a bad aftertaste like some of these chips have. Not pretty good. But a great attempt. We're going to have to try the Korean barbecue ones next time I'm in Ooh, Iowa. That sounds like a plan. Thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to cover, quote-unquote, pinched nerve. Mm. I love the term. And then the week after, we're going to do, we're gonna do um, the thrown out back. Oh, I threw out my back. Yeah. We have discussed that a little bit, so maybe we, have, maybe yeah. we will. Uh, we are going to review, well, we'll have to decide between the Boulder Gourmet Medley, which we kind of sucked out today, or if we're going to do the Trader Joe's Everything But the Bagel. I saw that one. Where did that one come from? Uh, it came from Kate. Oh, yeah. thank you, Kate. So we'll, uh, we'll decide what we do there. Uh, if you like today's episode, please tell your friends. Follow, review, subscribe. If you're looking for more information on this topic, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. If you want more information on Rebound Therapy, check out the website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.